Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Chris Maxwell and Tracy Reynolds uh, continuing our conversations with a dear friend, Lee Grady. Uh, Tracy, as I, I think back about uh, what we said in the previous podcast, it just reminded me of the personal conversations that I've had over the years with Lee in those times that he and I would sit together and um, have honest dialogue. And the same with you. And I, I just appreciate that for both of you guys. And um, thinking about, even though we sort of set this up as a conversation, just the three of us at a table, other people are listening to this. And uh, we want to invite them to the table of healthy dialogue, honest conversations, yeah. mentoring and accountability. Tracy, this is so important. We need this. Yeah, we talked about... Um the need to have different kinds of people in our life. And I think uh, having some Barnabases in my life, I'm very grateful for each of you and uh, so thankful for the impact that you continue to have in, in my life. Uh, so, Lee, again, thanks for being amongst us. Just wish that I lived a lot closer. Yeah. Yeah, we do too. But that's an interesting example, as you mentioned that. I mean, you and I were living in Florida. We were near each other. Uh, we intentionally would meet for breakfast. It didn't just happen. Some people are waiting for these things to happen, and they're waiting for God to do something. Well, God has given us the freedom to make decisions and to pursue the right people, and uh, He may make the connection, but we have to respond to that. And you and I would get up early in the morning, you would drive uh, one direction, I would drive the other way, we would meet for breakfast, and then we would eat, and then take our prayer walks together, And we, but we continued conversations. And then I moved away, moved from Florida to Georgia, and what did we do? We continued conversation, even 500 miles apart. Yeah, we used to meet at the Denny's on Lee Road in Maitland, Florida. Now we meet at the Roystonian That's right. in beautiful Royston, Georgia. <laughs> Calories and conversations. <laughs> and coffee. Oh, yeah. Not for me, but for you guys, uh, for sure. Well, it's great to be uh, sitting here at this table with you two and with everybody else who's listening. Yeah. Yeah. I understand you are in the process of, imagine this, writing. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'd love to hear more about what God's placing in your heart and what you're putting to pen these days. Yeah, well, uh, during the pandemic, I wrote my seventh book, and it is called Follow Me, How to Make Disciples Like Jesus Did. And it really is my life message on relational discipleship. Uh, everything we talked about in the first podcast is in there, plus a whole lot more. I tried to make it very practical, um, but it's also very, uh, I guess, in a, in a lot of ways, it's biographical because I use a lot of names. Uh, I, I use a lot of personal experience, mm. uh, how the Lord has led me on this journey of making disciples. Because I really believe that it's this is where the church has got to go back. We've got to go back to this very, very, very basic principle of New Testament Christianity. Jesus taught us the way he invested in the few, and 
even though you know Jesus did preach to crowds and he did healing services and he broadcast the seed to a, a lot of people, Jesus spent the majority of his time with a very small number True. of people. Mm-hmm. He had his male followers. He had his women's Bible study. He had a small group of 72. I guess you'd call that his school of Christian ministry. And that was it. I mean, that's who he invested most of his time in. Today, you know, I think we are so in love with numbers. Mm. We are so caught up in size, and we think big is better. We worship big in America. So in the church world, you're, you're effective if you reach big numbers. That's not how the New Testament evaluates it. Mm-hmm. Jesus, actually, I don't think Jesus would have passed the test of some church growth gurus today yeah. who say that you have to be at this certain number by three years. <laughs> right. You know, Jesus just had this small group. And are you saying Jesus did not, he was not one of the keynote speakers at a church growth <laughs> conference? I think we should all be listening to him at the church growth conference. But, you know, numbers was not his, mm-hmm. his thing. He taught us that quality is more important than quantity. Mm. And so when you're making disciples, it requires time. It requires personal investment. It requires a lot of prayer for that person, counseling, pouring your life into them over a long period of time, and then they become a strong Christian. They become a rooted, grounded, yeah. strong leader, mm-hmm. and then that person can make more disciples. If you just spread yourself so thin and all you're doing is preaching to 2,000 people, just because they sit in those chairs once a week does not make them a disciple. So are they going to go out and make disciples? Or is that whole group of people going to just fade into the into oblivion and never make a difference? All the Christianity that we see in the world today came from that small number of That's people right. that Jesus invested in. Yeah. So I think we need to go back to that principle. I've long felt that, um, I've, I don't know who coined this phrase, but that more time with less people yields much greater kingdom impact. I believe that. And I one of the beautiful parts about that is that it becomes not uh, mass production, mm-hmm. but it's individualized. Mm-hmm. That everybody brings their own set of challenges and background, uh, baggage, and being sensitive to the Holy Spirit leading us uh, into their lives with specificity, uh, getting in their stuff because we've earned the right to be heard by caring. Uh, that old adage that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care is so true. We earn the tr- the right to do that by getting into their 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 stuff and then working with them in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. You know, co-laboring through that, not condemning, not judging, but no, let's 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 work through those things. Help me to understand those kind of things. So it's very personalized. And that's one of the statements in the book is that disciples are handmade. Mm-hmm. They are not mass produced. I like that. And that's what we've made an industry of in the American evangelical Pentecostal industrial complex is that we've taught people how to mass produce Mm -hmm. disciples. I don't think that works. So, 
you know, there's probably some pastors out there listening today, and you and and, and they feel uh, almost like they failed because they've only invested in twelve, 12. or yeah. twenty four, right? And and maybe can't just can count on one hand the leaders that they produced. Yeah. But you know what? There are people who when we get when we get to heaven and everything is sorted out, you know. It's. It, I think we're going to be shocked. Yeah, I do that too. just because we had a lot of numbers doesn't mean that we had the quality or the leaders. Exactly, mm. boy Lee, you're so right. Um, I want you to give us uh, some practical steps, some suggestions on how we can apply what we're saying. But before you do that, um, it is just a reminder that what what we're talking about here is not always pleasant. It's painful. Um, we all know about grief. We've recently lost some of the people that are more like Barnabas to us or people that we were mentoring and loving and caring for. And, and uh, love does hurt. But we are invited by Jesus to love like he loved, yeah. mm-hmm. to care like he cared, and to disciple just like he discipled. He mentored those followers who have now passed the torch on to others, yeah. to others, to others, and now to us. Um, so let's let's just realize there's pain. There's pain in relationships. Uh, avoidance and escapism is not the method of healing. Uh, it it makes the problem increase. Mm. It doesn't make it go away. And we miss the opportunity to be a part of the body of Christ. Mm. So anyone who's listened to this, yeah, I, I'm sorry you've been hurt. I've been hurt. We, we have been hurt. Yes. I'm not, I, I, I feel that. Um, but let's refuse to allow the pains from our past to control our present and future decisions. Uh, we are called by God to be mentors, to let others speak into our lives and guide us while we are walking beside friends in the faith, and then mentoring other people. So uh, how are some practical ways we do this, Lee? Well, in my book, I use a, a, a little outline that I've developed years ago that I've just stuck with since, since the Lord gave it to me. I call it the six eyes of discipleship, but it's really just simple things that we do. Because people, you know, they want to know, well, how do you actually do this? You know, if it's not a book, because we're used to somebody giving us a book and saying, use this book, you know, to disciple someone. But I use principles. Number one is identify, and that means who are the people that God has put in your life that you're supposed to be discipling. Uh, Next is invest, and that means you're going to have to spend a lot of time with that person, Mm -hmm. maybe in personal meetings, phone calls, texts, Zoom meetings, whatever. You can't disciple a person without literally being with them. Next is include, and Jesus demonstrated this when he ministered with his disciples. He took them with him. He healed the sick with them. They watched him lay hands on the sick, and then they learned to do that very thing. We do that. We model ministry, and we invite our disciples. We're not just saying, sit at my feet and learn from me. We're saying, no, come on, let's do this together. Four is instruct. You can't make a disciple without God's Word, so they have to get God's Word in their heart. So you're doing everything you can to get them rooted and grounded in Scripture. There is teaching involved, but it's not just 
you know, lecturing people. It's pouring God's Word into them and teaching them to learn to read and study God's Word. That's what's going to make them strong. Five is intercede. I always tell people, don't just talk to your disciples about God, but talk to God about your disciples. And I do more of that now than I do talking to my disciples. Mm -hmm. Paul did that. Paul went, he led people to Jesus, and then uh, he would get thrown in prison, and what did he do there? (laughs) He prayed for them. He prayed. And then the final, number six, is impart. And that's where, through the Holy Spirit, we're leaving a deposit of the Holy Spirit. It's really the Holy Spirit coming through us into those people, whether it's through a prophetic word, whether it's through a powerful prayer, whether it's just encouragement that propels them to another level. There's those moments. You know, Paul had that with Timothy. He says, you know, I, 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 I want you to rekindle the gift of God that came to you through the laying on of my hands. So there's those moments where we have powerful experiences and the, on the Holy Spirit makes an impact on that person through us. So that that little mm, structure of six eyes yeah. is in the book, and it's kind of like, for me, that's how I've always gotten my brain around what it, discipleship is really all about. One of the common denominators I hear with that is T-I-M-E. Mm-hmm. That's how you spell invest. Yeah. <laughs> T-I-M-E. Exactly. And I always tell people, if you want to make disciples, you're going to have to let the Holy Spirit completely right. obliterate your schedule. Right. Because it's a lot more time involved than you ever imagined. It's a lot more crock pot than microwave. Mm. Yeah. There is no microwave discipleship, yeah. I don't believe. Yeah. I, when I was a baby in the Lord, I wanted to be deep fast. <laughs> and there is no deep fast. You know, I, That was just stupid of me. But, but I realized that you know, part of the whole deal is the time going through things, going through things with people, uh, letting God work things through me uh, in the, in the context of other people, um, letting God mold and shape sometimes correct and, and uh, slap me upside the head as they would say, you know, uh, to try to get some sense and in, into my head. Thank God for people who love Jesus and loved me just the way I was, but with an eye towards what I could be and should be and would eventually become. And you are a very deep guy now. <laughs> well, Ever since I've know. known you, you've been deep. So I, I think it did take a while, but well, you got there. <laughs> well, God's good. I'm um, just thinking about so many people. Uh, the next book that I'm writing, I'm just kind of reliving uh, so much of my past and, and my stories and what helped me learn the lessons that I'm writing about. And, you know, it, I don't write about any convention that I attended <laughs> unless I met somebody there right. that had a long-term effect. It wasn't the points that were made in the sessions. Mm-hmm. It's the people. It's the connections we make. It, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm thinking about those people who have spoken into my life, who have listened to me, who cared enough to be with me. Um, that's that's the kingdom I want to be a part of. I want, I want to live this way. Mm. And I'm um, thinking about are you, are um, students uh, that we care so much for. Uh, thinking about the pastors right now who are worn out. Um, you, you mentioned that, but there's so many pastors that are just worn out because they can't hit the numbers mm-hmm. they want to hit. And uh, Jesus took a, 
a totally different model, and he's offering that and, and wanting us to participate in that approach where people really are first. Mm-hmm. Not just in theory, but in everyday life, people are there. Yes. Right. But well, I look forward to reading this book, man. Yeah, and the, the cool thing about the book is I say in there, um, you know, people ask me all the time, what resource should I use to disciple somebody? And I'll say, well, there's a lot of different books out there that you can use, like Bible studies that you can use to take somebody. But I always tell them, you know, it's, it's okay to have a book, but you are the book. That's right. you got to get in your mind that you're doing this. As a result of writing this book, the publisher found out that I was actually writing a Bible study for new believers as a spinoff of this. And then they decided they want to publish it. (laughs) So I'm actually writing that right now, finishing it. It's a simpler book, and it's coming out four months after the Follow Me. It's called Let's Go Deeper. And it is a resource that people can use. Like if you are discipling somebody and they're a new believer, they can go through learning the basics of the Christian life. But I want everybody to understand that discipleship is not taking somebody through a class it's having a relationship with that person, being there to pray for them, being there to model Jesus for them. Yeah. And and if you pull your hair out in the process, that's okay. If if you know, because it's going to require a lot of patience. But discipling somebody is a relationship that you're going to invest your life yeah. in. So that's what I want people. That's to so know. good, Lee. How can how can uh, our audience find out more about you and what you're doing? Give us a website and link uh, ways that people can connect with you. Well, they can just go to LeeGrady.com. You'll find my ministry, the Mordecai Project, all that we're doing overseas, and you'll also find the books. And the, this new book will be featured there, and the new Bible study will be featured there. And you can just learn about the the travels and. Everything that we're doing around the world, we're very excited. Even though COVID was a difficult time for the church, this year, this 2021, was actually uh, our best year in terms Mm -hmm. of just raising funds for our overseas projects. So we're excited about what the Lord's doing to bring the healing of Jesus, especially to these women around the world Mm -hmm. who are suffering. Amen. Yeah. Boy, we appreciate it. Lee, it's, it's great to have you as a friend. And as I said earlier, you and Tracy are, are guys that mean that mean so much to me. Well, uh, we want you to end this podcast. And the line that we usually end with is just talking about ways that we can make our next steps our best steps. So you word that however you want to, but just kind of give a, a blessing uh, to us and our audience as we do seek to take steps into the future, in the present and in the future, that are going to be the best steps taken. Not just glance at the, at the past and say, well, things were good back then. No, we have great opportunities awaiting us now. Mm. So you close it with us, Lee. Sure. Well, I know there's a lot of people out there listening right now who have been through a very, very difficult season. And some of you maybe feel like you went backward. Some of you may feel like you're s- struggling to stay above water. And some of you may just feel like you're going around in circles right now. But I declare over you today that the steps of a good man, the steps of a good woman are ordered by the Lord. That means he's going to move us forward. We're not going to slip back behind. 
We're not going to get stuck in the past, but we are moving forward. And so I declare today that the Holy Spirit will Mm -hmm. propel you forward in this next season. In Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Chris Maxwell is the author of 10 books, including Pause with Jesus, Underwater, A Slow and Sudden God, and his latest book of poetry, Embracing Now. You can find links to all of his work and our social media information at our website, nextstepleadership.buzzsprout.com. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. Their debut single is coming October 29th. Follow them on Instagram at Casual Americans to learn more and pre-save their new song, Somebody Famous. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday. So join us again next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. Sweet.